All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode five of the Strategic Slut Podcast. Five's my favorite number, so I feel like this one's just extra special. And I hate girls who typically are like, oh my god, that's my favorite number, but I'm totally that girl with the number five, so it's fine. Um, I hope you guys are having a lovely day. It is a civic holiday in Canada, so I don't know if it's actually all of Canada or if it's Ontario. I don't know. It's not a me thing, but I am pre-recording this because I'm heading away for the long weekend, um, and I mean my day. It's going to go out the door. I'm going to drink copious amounts of alcohol, and I'm probably going to hate myself after I look at my bank account after this weekend, so that's that's a long weekend for you. <laughs> I feel like everyone's in the same boat as me, and it's just like beautiful weather. It's kind of the last stretch of the little bit of beautiful weather we have in Ontario, and I like to soak up every bit of sun I can. So if you're listening to this, I hope that you had a beautiful long weekend, um, whether you're well-rested, extremely hungover, or sunburnt. Um, I hope you had a great weekend and it was fun. So today, we're going to talk about self-development, and I know that sounds super boring and Tony Robbins, but I think it's a very important topic and has actually kind of created a huge base for a lot of the things that I believe in and kind of how I've navigated a lot of different topics throughout the last few years. And I think it's seriously important to everything in life. (laughs) And I'll get into why, but I think... The way, I guess as a little bit of backstory, the way I kind of got into self-development type things is like when I was younger, I was heavily bullied and suffered from low confidence. And then later in life, once I kind of gained confidence and stuff, I ended up struggling severely with anxiety and panic attacks. So I really had to dive in at quite a young age about for one, confidence, and then two, dealing with stress, anxiety, panic attacks, mindfulness, all of those kind of key terms that we hear so heavily um, today. And when it came down to confidence, I realized how much it kind of shaped me as a person. Like I kind of went from extremely low confidence where I you know, was comparing myself to other girls, I hated my body, I just wanted to fit in. I wanted everyone to like me. It was very like, you know, elementary school type of thing where I'm just like going through awkward stages. I'm getting bullied and I'm just like not super secure with who I am yet, which is honestly quite common in those growing stages. And I'm glad that those things happened to me because it definitely shaped who I was growing up. Um, And yeah, it it was some painful times, but like, I think if that was the only childhood trauma I had, I think that's, that's okay. I think we all have different childhood traumas, literally everybody, which we'll also get into, but that was like the biggest thing of my childhood that like kind of, you know, set the tone of what I would, how it would shape me when I got older and that's okay. I think a lot of people can relate to that. So then in kind of high school, I kind of like, I want to say glowed up, honestly, like 
I got super into health and fitness. I had like a really weird knee syndrome that I was born with. So after a few years of physio and stuff, I actually discovered weightlifting because I had to strengthen my glutes and my quads and my hamstrings. So having to strengthen my legs to literally just not be in pain, it actually got me into weightlifting and working out and stuff. And I actually found a lot of my confidence and found a lot of myself and passion and love in working out in the gym and um I think my internal confidence actually kind of started from working on my physical self and being happy with my physical body so um I mean obviously once you like lose a bunch of weight and you're still unhappy that definitely is a little of a, a little bit of a mindfuck because you're like I think a lot of people associate their happiness and their you know almost like the journey, like the end of the journey, you're going to be happy. Like it's not just like a never-ending process. I think a lot of people expect to feel like everything's okay once they hit their, you know, in quotations, dream body or whatever, their goal weight, whatever it may be. So I got, I lost quite a bit of weight. Um, I was feeling super healthy and great and I actually became super confident. Like I flipped a switch and did not give a fuck about what people thought of me and that was weird to be like because we're all at different stages in that you know age group of like whatever 14 to 18 and some people cared so much about like what others thought of them and I flipped the switch where I was just like I do not care and that left me with some interesting relationships because a lot of the friends I had they all wanted to like you know, lead the pack or, like, follow the leader of the pack, kind of, like, very clicky girls um, and just everyone following what everyone else does, and I could not be bothered. I had, like, a bunch of random groups of friends because I just couldn't follow, like, one group. I kind of float, float my own boat. I like to just, like, be to the tune of my own drum. Like, I was very kind of, meh, I'm over this kind of thing. And I would try to do things that everyone wanted to do, like when everyone would want to engage in like talking to boys or like partying and things that you do when you're in high school. Some of those things I actually didn't have much interest in yet, like especially partying, I really didn't have much interest in yet. But then I just did it because everyone else was doing it. And I mean it was an interesting time in my life that's for sure like you that was like the first time I ever got drunk was like in grade I think grade 10 grade end of grade 9 or grade 10 but either way it definitely like leads me to some interesting stories of like my teenage years but it became prevalent on how little I gave a fuck once it came into like grade 11 and 12 I actually switched schools and I was just like, it hurt because some people really didn't like me and didn't even know me. But then I also was just like, I don't care. Like, these people are weird, (laughs) which they weren't awful people. It was just like, I just kind of got to the conclusion where I was like, you know what? If you don't like me, that's a you problem. I'm fucking great. Like, that's the kind of conclusion I came to. So I just did my own thing. I started a YouTube channel. I mean, years after that, or not years after that, a few months after having a YouTube channel, I did take it down because people are just brutal and horrible and harassing me, but that's whatever. But anyways, all of these experiences led me to 
learning about myself and self-development. So my first kind of question that I want to answer, I'm just talking to myself here. So what does working on yourself include? And I think this is a really interesting time in our like culture because we are so heavy on speaking about self-care and mental health and which it's incredibly important but I just a lot of these things were not talked about you know 20 30 years ago especially like going to a therapist that was so taboo where now like when someone tells me they go to a therapist I'm like attracted to them (laughs) whether it's a man or it's like a friend saying like they finally like reached out to a therapist I think that's amazing because um I truly believe that like taking those steps into the right direction of just like learning about yourself or dealing with, you know, traumas or whatever it may be, I think really pays off and like they're just trying to be the best versions of themselves and I always, you know, really give them like a pat on the back for that. So I think it's really cool. Um, So those things, this is an interesting time culture Um, and also just like the rise in self-development books podcasts, um, events, like I'm thinking like Tony Robbins and, you know, even like Lewis Howes, even though he's quite business-based, the School of Greatness has a lot to deal with, like personal self-development. So I am really intrigued by the idea. Um, It's definitely a business as well. Like there's a lot of money in the authors who write on these topics, but I also think that there's something to be said about these topics. So what does it, what does working on yourself include? I think there's a variety of things that this can include, whether it is, you know, recognizing your actions or patterns and, you know, maybe you're dating a bunch of fuckboys one after the other and you're wondering what the issue is. Is it yourself? Is it the men you're choosing? I think recognizing those types of patterns are huge. Um, It can, you know, just be reading books that either offer a different perspective or explain some things or, you know, the, there's a few bestsellers on the market right now, like The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. Um, what else is there? There's the one, the yellow one I'm thinking of. I can't think of the name, but I, oh, How to Be a Badass, that one. That one's a good one. They're all like quite good books. And I think some people can make fun of them, but I love things that offer a new perspective and even just like if you hear someone talking about like breaking patterns or the psychology of like vulnerability like Brene Brown talks about she's a amazing author and speaker I adore her um those things are great because it just makes you think and I think reading is important just in like your own development just staying you know on top of things whether it's fiction or non-fiction but I think specifically reading books on these types of topics or listening to Audible or whatever, um, it can really make you just question either your own life or just recognize different things about yourself and what you want in life. So I think that's one way you can definitely work on yourself. Um, Another way I think is just taking care of yourself and learning how to say no to the things that don't serve you. And I think that this comes through also like time and trial and error because we like to self-sabotage as humans we like to and I've never really understood it yet it's still a topic that really intrigues me but like I would get into such a great you know 
pattern of doing the things that make me feel really good, whether it's physically, mentally, emotionally, whatever it may be. And then I would self-sabotage and kind of have to get back on that grind, you know, and I've always been intrigued by it. So I think working on yourself includes that as well. You know, if you know that alcohol makes you depressed, then actively choosing not to drink as much. I think that's like one way to just simply work on yourself. Or maybe there's a friend that makes you feel horrible and you start to distance yourself from them because you just know it's not great anymore. Like just just little things like that. I think there's so many varieties. Um, And then you have the self-care memes on whatever social media of the face mask and the bubble bath and to me that just symbolizes taking alone time like genuinely just disconnecting from the world and being able to be with your own thoughts and your own feelings whether you're doing really well mentally and emotionally or you're doing not so well maybe you just need like to disconnect and I find that when I I actually don't experience much anxiety anymore I've really worked on combating that over the years but when I find I'm getting super anxious my anxiety kind of comes out in anger a lot of the time like I'll just be fucking snapping like I'm just losing my mind and I find that it's because I've been on social media too long like if I've had an annoying of a day and then I'm just laying there like scrolling my Instagram feed for hours I get genuinely like anxious and then it literally just takes me a moment to like step away maybe I'll go have like a long hot shower or something and come back to it and I'm like oh my god I feel so much better because I was just able to kind of think of like why am I annoyed right now like what's what's going on am I you know stressed about like a specific thing did someone piss me off do I have anxiety about the future that I things I can't control that's what it usually roots from little things like that and literally that recognition that is so key um so that's a few ways of I would how I would describe like working on yourself. And I mean, there's so many ways. I think even just like seeking, like I said, therapy or like professional help is huge depending on what whatever it may be. Or if you're not suffering and you're actually okay and you've never thought about these things, then it's just simply wanting to make yourself better wanting to improve whether that's improve your social skills or improve how you handle situations improve on how you you know live your life whether maybe you could get up an hour earlier and be a little bit more productive like little things we we're in a you know culture that thrives on improvement so I feel like we all have something in the back of our mind and I think that this whole self-development idea there's always something that is either bothering us about ourselves or something that we are struggling with. And I think that comes through more in relationships. And this is what getting to why I think it's important, which is, you know, I think the things that we struggle with internally really do reflect when we go to build relationships and go through our world and continue to grow up I think the biggest punch in the face coming into university was learning that no adults have it together (laughs) um and some people learn this a lot younger age than I did or a little bit older but 
basically at the age of 18, I realized that my parents are still just human. Like when you're younger, you see adults and your parent, like specifically your parents a lot of the time as these heroes, as if like, okay, once I just become an adult, I'll get it together. I'll know what I'm doing with my life whatever it's as if like you'll just sporadically learn how to do this whole thing we called life and realizing that like no one actually knows what the fuck they're doing was such a punch in the face to me because I kind of did hold on to that hope of like being an adult and also I find that our generation kind of is in a weird thing because we have so much access to information that's like readily available through technology so having you know our I'm putting in quotes adults tell us that like we can't do things until we're older or you'll get it when you're older we're like they've kind of you know which I think through time you can definitely become wise through time and you definitely learn things over like over the years of course but it was just kind of like waiting on this time of where I would just figure it all out not realizing that it's like in an ever-changing process and you're just constantly learning you're not there's never like an end goal and maybe that was naive of me I don't know but I feel like a lot of people who I've talked to kind of can relate so I think that's really interesting and I think that it when I said it prevails through building relationships like I didn't realize how much I had kind of struggled with specifically with friendships because when I was younger I had shitty friendships I had very fleeting you know friends that were either really like catty people or I just had really great friends but we ended up growing apart just like over you know elementary and high school so I didn't know how to not just like cut off people. I kind of got used to cutting off people instead of working things out. And in university, I actually learned that like I tried to cut off one of my friends that we had like just a small kind of fight and I just cut her off because that's the only thing I I knew how to do. I actually didn't know how to deal with the conflict, which was really interesting because I was still quite like a smart human and I wasn't out to like be malicious or anything I just genuinely didn't know any other way to deal with it and that was a huge growing moment for me and it's kind of actually like that experience in itself actually helped in the long run with other friendships kind of you know how I deal with things and communicate differently so I think it's huge. (laughs) I think recognizing patterns, recognizing things that happened in childhood or recognizing like how you were raised even that that's like the largest thing. I think that's kind of going back to what I talked about in my first episode, like how you're raised affects you. And it's a huge mind fuck when you kind of leave that environment and are able to think of your, think on your own terms and be able to form your own opinions that's a very confusing time for a lot of us because you know you think that what you were taught was accurate and maybe it is maybe it wasn't but it's just very confusing that's all I'm trying to say so what are the ways you can approach self-development I think 
also goes back to like the few things I said, like just reading books, listening to podcasts. Um, I'll give some actual like things that I've done over the years, but um, just like literally taking kind of a grip on improving yourself and consciously just trying to be a good person. I think we're all just trying our best here. Like we are all just human, but you know, trying to continue to be better. So I, I think that's huge. So for myself, so through like my, you know, elementary and high school days, when I got to university, I struggled so hard mentally and emotionally. My first year of university, I was the most anxious and depressed I'd ever been. Um, and I don't say that lightly in any way. I tried to actually end up reaching out to my university's mental health like center because they had like counseling and stuff and they actually basically sat me down and kind of like so what's going on and I went through a whole word vomit of my what was going on in my life and a lot of it had had been consumed by grief Um, my grandma had just passed at that time Um, and I didn't know how to deal with it at all, um, after she was battling cancer and just seeing the way that my family had to go through, like, it wasn't an instant death, it was a very, like, long process, and it it really just fucked me up emotionally, honestly, and mentally, and that was, like, kind of the last straw, I guess, when it came to, like, first year of university, so I went to this, like, center, and... They basically asked me if I was suicidal and I said no and they're like yeah so like you're actually not really like in need of counseling like you're not bad enough basically whatever the fuck that means it was the most disgusting experience I've ever seen and it genuinely made me lose respect for the university I attend but it's fine um yeah so that was like a huge turning point for me because I was like fuck I have to literally like I have to kind of fight for my own happiness I was kind of like I can't live like this anymore and that was the point I got to and I don't like me saying this in this episode it's not me trying to say that wait till the last straw to like start working on yourself I think it was just this is kind of how my experience went with it so because I was struggling so much and I was so unhappy I had to kind of self you know take care of myself and kind of be a little bit more intentional with what was going on and what my actions were involved in that process. So I cut back from a lot of things. I stopped kind of like partying and I kind of like said fuck it to boys at the time. And I was just like, you know what? I need to focus on me and my studies. And that's when things kind of started to get better. I started to listen to podcasts, you know, driving, when I was walking, when I was at the gym. Like I really tried to... I don't I really got into it and I don't know what it was that sparked me but I maybe it was the fact that I related to these podcasts or I don't know but I found so much value in listening so I would listen to podcasts I would listen to audible books and I was driving a lot during this time too so it just it was a it was a breath of fresh air because even though I love music it was just something that was so entertaining instead of having to like sit in front of the tv and kill a bunch of hours I was able to seek entertainment and resources while 
doing something that required a lot of my attention. So you can't do a lot of things when you're driving. So it was nice to just be able to sit there and not only relate to people, but then also take home some substantial advice and you know, it inspired me to implement different practices in my life. So that was kind of a huge turning point. And then I just kept going. Like I ended up seeking a therapist in second year and I've been seeing him since. And I don't see him like that often. It's kind of just when I need to. And I think it's one of the most beautiful things if you have access to one. I just found that like therapy was... I was able to call myself on my own bullshit before he could even say it. Like, I would listen to myself talk about my problems or whatever I'm going through. And I'm like, fuck, you're so annoying. Like, (laughs) it just kind of put things into perspective. Or if I was genuinely, like, did not know how to navigate something, he would be able to direct me in the right direction. But, like, therapists have that weird thing where they're able to kind of show you the answer but you figure it out for yourselves without them actually telling you it's a very weird process but it's always worked for me honestly and I mean it's not for everyone and not everyone has access to it I do pay out of pocket at this point because it's just not covered but it's also something that I just I truly find that is helpful so I guess that actually brings me back to why this is important so For me, when I'm taking care of myself and I'm, you know, if when, like when I got to a place where I implemented practices that made me just more of a calm and sane human being and was able to just like, you know, shrug the little things off and stuff. I'm able to be like my best self for everyone else. Like I'm be I'm able to be a better daughter, a better friend, a better student, a better um, girlfriend or whatever my situation is. I'm able to just be better for them. You know, when if someone if my friends is something fucking annoying, I'm not going to scream at them because I'm secure in myself. But when I was like at my most, you know, anxious and like frantic state, I anything would set me over the edge like I was or I was taking on a lot of people's problems and letting it so deeply affect me when I didn't need to do that it was very like you know putting myself through a lot of hurt for no reason so I think these things really help you deal with not only like the noise in the world but also just be able to be there for someone and I guess I'll talk about kind of the practices that I actually implemented over the years. Um, I discovered that like working out first thing in the morning was incredible. I obviously loved the gym for years before this, but I was never a morning person. And I actually like all all of high school and the first year and a half of university, I was not sleeping. I was like almost insomniac. I feel like I've talked about this before. Um, I had so much anxiety, I wouldn't be able to sleep, then I would pop like three melatonin, and then melatonin made me groggy as fuck, and I would literally not be able to like wake up the next morning. Then I'd be chugging coffee all day, and then taking melatonin at night, and it was just this vicious cycle. And I was working a lot in high school and university, always had multiple jobs while I've been in school, so... 
I was just a mess and I didn't realize that actually once I started sleeping, I was a much more calm person emotionally. Like when I'm overtired, I become like a manic human. Like I'll get frustrated and just start bawling because I've, I'm overtired. Whereas like when I've slept well, the littlest thing like won't set me off. I'm just like whatever because I'm I'm good. <laughs> like and it's important to really recognize these things. I thought I had that kind of mentality where I was like sleep, I'll sleep when I'm dead, like sleep for the week, whatever, and I didn't realize how much more efficient of a person I am when I actually sleep. It makes me better physically, mentally, emotionally, like I'm able to think when I clearly when I sleep well, I'm able to think deeper, I'm able to you know, be efficient in my studies, in my work. I'm able to be more emotionally calm. Yeah, it's it's insane. So I started sleeping. That was huge. Um, and actually working out in the morning was huge, hugely a part of that because when I worked out in the morning, I would feel so tired by the nighttime that I would sleep a lot easier. And before this, I was working out at night. So I'd work out and then wonder why I couldn't sleep because I'm all high off endorphins and energy and adrenaline. So it wasn't a great situation. So started working out in the morning. Um, started like doing specific things. So like I realized I needed like my own morning to myself. So like I needed just like an hour to be able to kind of like, mm, no. I'll say two hours because I'd wake up, go to the gym for an hour, and then I need like another hour before I had to go to school or work or whatever I had to do to be able to like be my best self. So let's, so ideally I would like wake up, go to the gym, come home, shower, and like be able to ease into my day. So I'd like drink my coffee, do my makeup, do my hair, pick out a good outfit, listen to a podcast or like watch a Netflix episode or a YouTube video or listen to an audible book while I'm doing these things and not fucking talk to anyone. My biggest thing is don't talk to me in the morning. I like to have my own morning. I really sit with my own thoughts. I like to just sit there and drink my coffee. It's like so meditative to me. I don't meditate. I haven't gotten there yet. It is something I really want to try because I think it's just like a next step of kind of this experience, but I'm not there yet. Um, But this like time for me was, I really was able to create a morning where I could go into my day in such a good and calm mood that, you know, set myself up for success for the rest of the day. I would definitely make my bed before I left the house so that when I came home, it was just like so much better to get into a freshly made bed whereas like when I my bed was such a mess then I don't know it just it wasn't the same and I also love like a clean environment like when my room is a mess my life's a mess like I just don't feel good in it so I don't know that's a personal thing I just feel like a cluttered environment is a cluttered mind I think a lot of people preach that on YouTube but like it's true (laughs) um and then just like little practices along the way like just kind of checking in with myself you know I if I felt kind of like my I'm starting to kind of get anxious I'm like kind of almost do a grounding exercise where I'm like okay what's going on here why am I feeling this way is this important will it matter five minutes from now will it matter a year from now 
and how can I let this go? Like just very simple questions that actually made all of the difference. And this is obviously a working work in progress always. Like there are things where I still, you know, I'm like, fuck, I could have done better in that situation or I could have reacted better or I don't know, just done things differently. But even just acknowledging that I think is the largest part of self-development and it translates in relationships. So let's get into romantic relationships. Um, I think romantic relationships and dating is such an interesting thing. Learning about kind of like how childhood trauma and like psychological things affect us because we are literally like out here being two people trying to basically create some sort of life together with having two different experiences for whatever the past 20, 30 years, right? And everyone you date is completely different. Even if they have similar, you know, characteristics, everyone has a different, like, how they've been raised, different values, different opinions, all of these things. And this sounds like, duh, but it really is a interesting thing to navigate when you're trying to create healthy, successful relationships because... There are things where, like, actually, there was this one episode Girls Gotta Eat did a few weeks ago, and it talks about boundaries and how, like, you know, this one guy that she, one of the girls dated, he was, like, his family wasn't close growing up, so, like, his space and, like, stuff was, like, don't go into his, like, closet or, um... Just, like, weird, like, boundaries. Not weird, but, like, just different boundaries than she was used to because she grew up with a really close family and being really close with her parents. Which is, honestly, I I relate because I've grown up really close to my parents and I tell my parents everything. They just... I've just grown up with them as being, like, very close best friends. So then, like, when I've dated guys who aren't close with their parents or, you know, don't even speak to their parents or have had a rough, like, go at it at at their relationship with their mom or dad, that I always found difficult because I just didn't get it. And I was too young to, like, figure out what that meant for them and what that boundary looked like. And I think, obviously, communication is key, but it was just, like, it really freaked me out. And it just... It was just something I didn't get and I wasn't willing to understand. Now, obviously, I'm a little bit, like, I'm 21 and I'm able to kind of know what I want. And if someone's had a completely different past and different upbringing and maybe some trauma, whatever it may be, I'm able to look at that and listen and not bring myself into the situation. I think I was focusing more on like, how do I feel about that when people would tell me how they were like brought up or whatever, when really it has nothing to do with me. It has only what, only what has to do with me is the way that they treat me and the way that they, you know, live their life. That's when it affects me, but I was never able to just listen. I would like jump to, I would jump ahead and that's not great. So I think like listening to, whatever they've been through or what their life is like and then being able to instead being like oh that's weird oh that scares me whatever be like that's so unique 
that's so interesting that we can have two different perspectives, two different upbringings, and be able to unite in some sort of way. And that creates interesting conversations. And I never saw the value in that until probably the last two years. I'm still quite young, obviously. So, I mean, I act like I'm like 30. It's fine. So, I think that, like, when I hear a lot of relationship problems, some people aren't at that stage where they're, like, like, they kind of treat it like their partner's against them when it's, like, it's not personal. It's genuinely just how you guys differ and if you can make it work or not, (laughs) really. And it's all about kind of the perspective that comes with comes with everything so if you have a specific perspective where it's a little bit more of an open outlook on life and um I don't know don't sweat the small stuff all the cliche kind of sayings I think is going to be very transparent when it comes to someone else who looks out that way but I mean if you date someone who's like super negative and small-minded that's going to create conflict and it's also knowing what you want and what you don't want and knowing be able to like walk away. So all of these things are really tied to self-development and like self-care because you have to be able to look inward to know what you want, what you, who you are, what you have to offer um, and understand yourself but also other people. And I think the people who haven't looked inward or maybe they're, you know, they look inward but they haven't in a while, they need a little reality check I think that's when the largest conflicts come and I think this all comes with maturity as well I mean time is huge but I think it's very interesting in relation to like this podcast and kind of my background of looking at how media technology politics feminism all of that is all connected um And truly, I don't think I would be who I am today if I hadn't kind of strayed from the pack of my family to kind of form my own opinions. Um, Honestly, I am a complete different person than I was in high school. My values, my beliefs, my knowledge are completely different. And I would have never been able to get that without actually leaving home and like being able to you know, broaden my horizons, but that also came with stepping out of my comfort zone. And comfort zone is a huge, I don't want to say trigger word, but like word that's used over so many different topics, especially in like business and self-development. But truly, if you, you know, the people that suffer internally, the people who are like, you know, I've always wanted to do this and Uh, I just, I don't have the time, I don't have the money, I don't have this, I don't have that. They're the ones that, like, internalize those things and kind of either hold it against their spouse or self, you know, not, what do you call it, self-deprecate over time when when they don't, they, like, want to do something but it's out of their comfort zone, then they create every reason not to do so. The people who constantly step out of their comfort zones are often the people you want to (laughs) hear. They're the ones we're listening to, um, like the self-development leaders, the richest people in the world. All of them know, I feel like a huge key thread amongst them, 
are the fact that they stepped out of their comfort zone. Whether that was that, whether that was to like learn something that they weren't, you know, had no knowledge of. Whether that was taking some sort of risk of moving or putting an investment in something or falling in love. That's a huge comfort zone thing that, you know, I think the best is the best things come out of coming is stepping out of your comfort zone. I can't even speak. You see how passionate I am about this? Um, I think the best things come from when you step out of your comfort zone. And so little people do that. And that is really sad because we actually have more access and more resources than we ever have, like, in life. (laughs) So we're in a culture where we have all this access, but then we're terrified to step out of our comfort zone. And I think Mark Manson's new book has a really interesting perspective on this because he talks about how, like, everyone's so, like, the highest, like, right now we're suffering the most depression and suicide rates of ever. But life is actually better than it ever has been. Like, there's no war breaking out around us. Obviously, horrible things are happening in countries, like, currently but they're not as bad statistically speaking as they were you know in the early 1900s whatever so I thought that was a really interesting book it is the blue one I cannot think of the name right now but it's his new book and he talks about kind of like where people find their hope and belief and value in and it's actually really like connected to generations too because like people found their community in whatever religion and this and that when there was less you know choice like now that we have the internet and social media we find community differently and that's how it like those different communities inform us differently on how we think about certain things so like you know me to come on and have a podcast about well, it's called strategic slut for fuck's sakes. Um, that it would typically be very taboo, you know, in specific communities because they're a lot of the time religious based. And we talked about how religion informs sexual education and dating and relationships in the first episode. So, yeah, I'm not hating on religion. I'm just saying that it does inform us a lot of. Um, kind of horrible thoughts on sexuality and expression and engaging in sexual activity. So that's all I'm saying. Um, I feel like I just rambled for, well, we're at 42 minutes now. So I've rambled for 42 minutes. But I want to encourage anyone listening to take any of the things that I said and just try them out you know, reflect on what's maybe bothering you, what's something maybe you can improve on, or maybe ask yourself what you've been doing lately that's been allowing you to grow as a person. Have you been doing something that is out of your comfort zone that's allowed you to, you know, gain some perspective or learn something new? I don't know. Ask yourself that. Um... And I think just reflecting on your own upbringing and like what you were taught to know and maybe that's how that's created conflict in your life 
and what you would do differently. I think those thoughts are a bit deep, a bit scary, but I think they're really interesting. And I'm not one for small talk. Honestly, I want to know, like, what are your biggest fears? What gets you off in life? Like, that's what I'm intrigued by because I know the answers for myself. So when I talk to people who, like, don't really, they've never really looked inwards, I find it kind of bleak because I think those are the conversations that create the most meaning and create the most meaningful relationships. So, wow, that was a lot. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I would love to dig into this topic a lot more specifically, but I just felt like I had to kind of give some context on my own kind of perspective and my own journey story. (laughs) I hate the word journey. Um, And kind of just like spew off a few things that I've implemented in my life and how it's affected my relationships and friendships and whatever. My like, you know, feeling of self, I guess. But I think that's just kind of like an intro to the topic and we'll definitely discuss more specific things in the future. So I hope you liked it. If you could please give me a rating on Apple Podcasts, um, that would be amazing. I don't think Spotify has that. But if it, if they do, please subscribe. Please follow the podcast Instagram at Strategic Slut Podcast. You can follow my personal Instagram at the not so average betch. And I, yeah, I guess I'll talk to you guys next week. I'm really bad at this whole closure thing. So I hope you guys have a great week and lots of love. Take care, guys.